Hello, Frank Walk from National Tiles. Only the Australians will get that. Everyone else will be confused. Welcome to Love is a Battlefield, the DV podcast. My name is Tilly Moore, and this episode is a story time share about stalking. Now, I actually recorded it before, and I kept talking, and it went for like 50 minutes, and I'm not just, just not going to do that to you. So I'm going to try and just stop going on tangents and get to the point. There is a lot to talk about because stalking is so many different behaviors. And then I reflected on how it feels and it feels really crappy. So basically to start off with, I wanted to tell you that I used to actually joke about being stalked when I was younger. I used to, because a lot of, I don't know if it's just Australian young men, but a lot of young men in Australia, uh, they're very dismissive. They don't really like women. There's this culture that was in my generation and, and it is slowly changing, which is really good. There was a culture in my generation where uh, men would like say, oh, the woman is the ball and chain when you get married and make jokes about how you don't really want to get married, but she's making you and you're tied down. And, and, and there's just this, we would all joke about how men actually don't like women. They love their mates, but they don't like women, but they marry them because they want to do things, intimate things with a lady and they want someone to serve them mm, and bring home half the bacon yet still do everything for them yet they don't actually like women like I got to a point when I was younger and dating thinking men don't actually like women like there's this thing this underlying thing where if you're dating a guy and you're like a young adult you can't sound too keen I had a friend who was engaged and she's been married and had lots of kids with this man since. And I remember he sent her a text and I was like, oh, are you going to reply? And she's like, no, I'm going to wait a few hours. Like, you can't be too keen. I'm like, but you're engaged. You're planning a wedding. She's like, but you can't stop being like that. You've got to keep doing that. Because there's this whole idea that you can't be too keen because men won't like it. So there are a lot of men who want girls to play it cool, like they don't actually care if they call them ever or see them ever. And and it's just this weird kind of culture that's like misogyny and stuff. And it's kind of, it is changing, but yeah. So when I was younger, that was like a thing. And so I would joke and say, I wish someone stalked me. I'd love to see it. And I knew by saying that out loud, I'd probably cursed myself for the future and it might happen. But at that time, I wanted to understand what what it was real, what what was stalking like, because as far as I knew, it was just someone showing an interest in you that was quite excited, <laughs> quite excited. No, it's um, it's because stalking on the domestic violence criminal level that I've had it is dangerous and terrifying because this person is dangerous and terrifying. They're using all these threats and intimidation and they're doing it to cause you harm and distress and to bully you into submission into whatever they want to control you to do so yeah fun fact I said that once I used to laugh and go oh I wish someone would stalk me because men would always be just kind of like not giving a crap you know if you're in a relationship that wasn't very good they just kind of didn't give a crap whereas like the opposite they don't care. I assumed if someone's stalking you, they might actually like you. No, it's about power and control and it's sick and it's actually really dangerous. So bring back the men who don't give a crap, <laughs> I say, because 
being nearly killed and stalked and having a dangerous person literally threatening to come for you for years to come is is not pleasant and it's not good. So I, I, I knew I didn't mean it at the time and I didn't mean any, you know, negative kind of thing towards people who had been stalked. I did want to understand it more, but now I do. So what happened with the stalking? Where to begin? So I have to have a disclaimer that I had to make an assessment to keep contact with this person. I had to stay in text contact because this person would turn up and terrorize and traumatize my kids if he wasn't getting contact with me. If I'd blocked him on everything, he would turn up at my house and go for the kids knowing he will get a reaction for that because he knew that I would protect them. So he would come over, bang on all the windows and doors, yell out things, yell out at accusations that I was mentally ill or something and and yell out things like that he was caring or something like put on a show for the neighbors and then he would also quietly do very nasty threats he would bang on the windows he would turn off the electricity to the house he would kick down the gate and come around the whole property he would start going through my things and stealing things because he would enter the back of the property and go out to my storage area and steal things, break things, smash things. And it was terrifying. And so the kids would get traumatized by that. So what I had to do in that risk assessment was sacrifice myself, like let him stay in contact with me via text. So I can one, assess how, where his mental state is at in that moment. Is he planning on coming near the house? So I can either run away or hide or something Two, keep him having that contact with me so that he's getting a piece of me and doesn't lash out at the kids. And so in those texts, when he was in this, so I had left him. These are, what I'm talking about is many different times, a couple or at least a couple of different times when I had left the relationship and he started aggressively stalking me because he would not tolerate me leaving and when I had left, I'd communicated very well. I hadn't just randomly ghosted. I'd been very calm and said, I'm not going to be in a relationship with the violence. I've given you many chances to stop being violent. You obviously are struggling with that. You can't and you won't. So I'm leaving you only, not because of you, just because of the violence. If the violence stops, 100% I'm in. Like everything else is fine but you keep being violent. I'm leaving. I don't want to talk to you anymore. The relationship is over. I would calmly explain this. I would be a very good communicator. He didn't care. If he's losing power control, that's it. He sees it as an attack and he needs to retaliate and he needs to control me. So that's where stalking comes in. So the texts were nonstop. The texts were just so threatening and but they're not obvious he's very very careful about what he writes in fact you can't show one of the text threads with him to say look at this nut job because every text he makes sure he puts an accusation in it and says something like i'm worried about your mental health um oh you said you were suicidal the like he'll just make things up oh well you said that this and you said that you said you were suicidal or I'm worried about you being on these drugs. I'm not on any drugs, but he'll just say these things and he'll just put accusations and everything so that 
if anyone reads the thread, it's just all this, like, it looks like dirt on me, but like none of it's true. So that, and cause he's like, hmm, you're never going to get me to admit anything in text. Like he crossed his T's and dotted his eyes, and also went above and beyond in trying to make sure all his texts painted a bad picture of me. So when I left him and he was just non-stop texting, when I say non-stop texting, I mean non-stop texting, he would be saying the worst put down. So like you imagine one person in your life who knows absolutely everything about you, everything. They know absolutely everything about you. You imagine that person and what the, the things that they could come up with to hurt you and insult you and put you down, the worst imaginable things. He said each and every one of those things and pushed it. And then he pushed it to try and say, oh, but these people agree, like he just lie. And, oh, but this, like, this is why. And this is, and he would push and push and say, you have a shit personality. You're a horrible person. You're a bad mother. You're abusive. All you do is abuse me. And you're a psycho. And you keep saying you want to, like, lies. And you're this. And no one's ever going to like you. Oh, and you're fat and you're ugly and you're this and you're that. And just put downs. And, and then, like, he's not getting a reaction. And if he doesn't get a reaction, you're in trouble because he will elevate the behavior. So then he'll get into um, your vagina is not good and this girl's vagina is better than your vagina after only like a week ago saying the opposite. They say whatever they can to get the reaction they want. These people live in a bubble of manipulation. There is no honesty, no realness to them. They only say to another human being, Every conversation they have with someone, there's a point to it. There's something they want from it. So they will only say something if it gives them something they want in return. Like they'll have a conversation about fishing with a man because they think that that man will then befriend them and then they can have that man be on their side against someone else or something. There's always a plan. So the texts were constant, constant put downs. And he was pushing, he was trying to convince me to kill myself. 100% he was, and in verbally in person, he often admitted that. And he could not, he seemed frustrated that I wouldn't ever even entertain the thought because he had managed to push others to do that. But not me. I was like, no, that's not going to happen. You can do what you want, carry on like a pork chop. That's a saying here. We say, oh, you're carrying on like a pork chop. It means you're being silly or crazy or something. (laughs) Fun fact. And it was just so intense. So he kept sending these full-on text messages. So calls, uh, hundreds and hundreds of calls uh, to my workplace in one night uh, to the point I had to pull out the phone and then I missed patients that needed to be admitted to my ward because they were constant. And when I say constant, I mean ring and I hang up, ring, hang up, ring, hang up, ring back, ring back, like constant. When other staff members answered, he'd lie and say he was a different name or once he tried to say, oh yeah, I'm her person, I'm her partner or something, blah, blah, I made up this whole thing and then I look like a horrible bitch when I'm like, please don't call me and hang up. So they, like, it's just always manipulation and stuff. It's just, and it was constant constant there was a charge a charge for stalking but because there were heaps heaps charges actually actually I'll do that in an episode 
I'll go through like the emails with all the convictions and charges and the names of each thing and what they call them and all that legal side of things. Oh, I could use full names for that one, but I won't. Anyway, these calls were relentless at work because I was blocking calls on my phone at this stage when I had tried to leave the relationship and tried to cut them off and uh, they wouldn't have it. So it was just non-stop and it really affected my work and my workplace and there was no, like, so I, I, I tried every response I'd answer and you go, what do you want? And then it's just attack. You're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. There was no, nothing you could do or give them. And it's like, I have to work. Do you understand I'm at work and I have to do work? You're just shit nurse. You're the worst nurse ever. You're a piece of shit. Like you can't even do that. You know, your patients hate you. Your patients literally hate you and they, everyone at work laughs at you and everyone hates you. Like you're just a piece of shit. Like no one likes you. They're all laughing at you right now. Like literal, like psychological warfare, like this person. And so, and so you just keep hanging up, but there's nothing. It's not like you can say, oh yeah, I'll talk to you later just to get them to leave you alone. You can't give them something to stop them. There is nothing that will stop them until they get complete. If you say, oh, I love you. You have complete power and control over me. And you mean it. You can't fake it. Because they know when you're, when you're trying to just like get safe, they're gluey. So uh, yeah, you can't, until they get that power and control back and they know they have that power and control back, they are going to continue these behaviors and escalate them until they get what they want. So my car was being, I was being traced, tracked, tracked. My phone was being tracked. And I think back to, I think he set something up in like maps in like Google maps or something, uh, to share that with him because he all, okay. So I'm not that bright and I don't know if it's like a neurodivergent thing, but I can be pretty gullible, which makes, you know, getting into these kind of relationships even more, like it can happen more to people who are gullible. So I... I would go out and always think, oh, what a coincidence, there's his car driving either the other way or past me or behind me. or if it, Like he's always around. And I thought, oh, well, I guess we live in this area with a couple of suburbs where, you know, you're inclined to sort of see people out and about. It did take me a while to pick up what was being put down. Like I was obviously being tracked because he denied it. Like, oh, I'd never do that. Like, you're a liar. You're a liar. Don't you know you're a liar? Like, see everything. Like, if you come with an accusation, you are going to cop it. Like, it is instantly twisted that you're a liar. There's something wrong with you. I'm really concerned about you. I've been telling people that this and this and this, and I'm really concerned because you're really unwell. Like, you cannot, and you're just thinking, block this guy. And it's like, if it wasn't for trying to keep my kids, like, you, you, I was in a situation where I couldn't just up and leave and hide this person. And I can't tell you, like, too many details because of my trying to hide identities and everything and not giving away too much timeline wise or what was going on, but I couldn't just up and get away from this person really quickly. And so I couldn't just up and leave where I lived or up and leave jobs or anything like that. It was a situation where I, I was just hoping they would just get the point and just settle down and find someone else, find another victim, just find another woman and leave me alone. But that didn't happen. So car chases, <laughs> you're like, what? You're being tracked and then car chases. So 
there was one, yeah, I was always tracked. I was always followed. His car would always just appear. I did catch him one time pulled on the side of the road waiting for me to turn a corner, uh, waiting just to intercept me as I went to where about my day to a place I went to often and just always his car would just always appear. So there was a time when he was following me quite aggressively, like roaring right up my bum and trying to use intimidation because he wanted me to pull over and he hit me. He hit my car and I, it wasn't a massive thing. Like if it was a big dent thing, I would have had to do insurance and all that. But, uh, you know, you don't want drama. This person is causing so much chaos and so much drama in your life. And you don't want it. Like I was at a, I had a time in my life where I was just, no, nah, I'm not doing drama. It's just not happening. And you you know that you will pay if you come forward to anyone. Okay, so if there's ever a third party with this person or someone who thinks like people like this, if you ever are in an abusive relationship and a third party comes in, so like police, insurance, like or a family friend, a colleague, a friend, if there is a third party and you have said, hey, they've done this, and he's there, that opens a door for him to start manipulating these people to hate you. And he will, he has a plan in his head at all times and he will make sure that he convinces them of really bad things. So every time he did something like hits my car, like I wanted to call the police, but I couldn't because then they're going to turn up and he's going to tell them she slammed the brakes on and reversed into me. She did this. She did that. She's suicidal. His usual try and get away with crimes was she's suicidal. That's his go-to. I wonder if he's going to keep using it with the third victim, like the one that I guess would be out there currently, (laughs) because it's like you need new material, mate. Um, And yeah, it was just constant. So this one time he hit me and then I went around a corner and parked because he just kept roaring, like chasing me chasing me and I did pull over at one point but nothing's good enough I want to go home and you know you are not coming with me well I'm gonna chase you then I'm gonna hunt you down I'm not leaving you alone and I went around a corner and parked but unfortunately there's a chicane behind me I think it's called a chicane like a chunk of road so basically I couldn't reverse and I didn't think about this and he went in front of me and reversed right into me so I couldn't move my car so I was stuck there until he allowed me to leave and other situations there was car chases around car parks where I was just trying to go about my day and um he was like trying to park next to me and start like aggressively attacking me so I'm just trying to get away from them and he wouldn't and like he would fly in his car to like fly over speed bumps, fly around corners, go on the wrong side of the road. He would do anything to chase me in these moments where I'm trying to get away. Like I'm not, I'm abiding by the rules. Next minute he's on the wrong side of the road. He never got in trouble for being on the wrong side of the road or anything like that. He just does what he wants to do to get what he wants. And this is terrifying. When these things are happening, you're in your head thinking, how the frick did I get here? I'm an adult. What is going on? And you're trying to constantly risk assess and also assess your own behavior. Like, okay, how do I respond to this? Because these situations are new. This is not normal behavior. They're putting you in a situation where your options are A, B, or C. 
And you're like, you've got to pick the best of a whole bad bunch. Like everything has a bad outcome. There's no easy way out. And so it's so stressful. You're not sleeping. You're terrified. The, you can't do anything. You're always looking over your shoulder. And I knew that I was always being tracked. And he denied. Oh, he denied. But I, I was. Every, every time I went out, his car would be there. He would just be there. And he'd make up stories. And once he said, I just knew in my heart, I thought, I betcha she'll be there because we're meant to be together. So I got in my car and I came. And after I got that feeling in my heart, it's like our souls were talking. Like, are you for real, mate? And sometimes you're just exhausted and they wear you down and you're just like, whatever. And that's where they get their power and control back, where they can get you to do things like let them in the house or um, engage with them in some way because they push and push and bully and bully and wear you down and threaten and threaten. If you don't do this, I'm going to do this, you're going to do this, I'm going to do this. And and you might have even gone to the police and, and there's just not anything happening. And so it's just constant risk assessing and it's just it's so exhausting when your phone is constantly lit up so he text stalked phone stalked and tracked me and followed me around in his car whenever I went out and intercepted me on my way out every day in his car and he would be places where I just wouldn't even think he would be in that area at that time yeah he'd be there and what else would he do? He would do the car chases where he would be following me in the car and then he'd get aggressive and hit my car and rev up right behind it and try and jump in front and slam the brakes on. They call it brake checking, don't they? Where they go in front of you, they go sort of fast or whatever and oh, and then they just like try and get right near you and then they just slam the brakes on to try and get you to hit their car. He tried that several times and lucky I'm a good driver and I, I didn't hit his car but if I had you know you you picking up what I'm putting down like what he would have done he would have said she's been stalking like literally this like so this person's actively stalking me and if anyone questioned it if he had to talk to police he would say she's stalking me she's following me I'm really scared like literally like instantly and he'd say it in the most calm like yet like he would emulate a victim and you'd, you would like, I'd be sitting there going, dude, I'm nearly believing you. Like he was that good. Anyway. So he would have a hundred percent said that I was following him and I hit him. I had, so I had to get dash cams and there's a DV service that gave me one of my dash cams, but I've got one, put one on the front and the back because he would do, you know, brake checking the front. And then he hit me from behind. I have a video of him hitting my car from behind, but I, didn't I try I did tell the police like later later like once I was telling them everything else but they didn't really care they're just like he's done so much like that's nothing compared to all this other stuff he's done but you know so they didn't document it but I don't think I don't really remember there was just so much to document but yeah so he hit my car and he would do car chases and yeah, be do dangerous driving and things and anything that intimidated me and scared me. Uh, another time 
I was somewhere and I wanted to leave. He put his foot under the car. He did that several times, actually. He would put his foot under the wheel so I couldn't drive away. And so I had to wait till he moved it because if I had driven, he would then go to the police and say, I intentionally ran him over and I intentionally fractured his foot and I attacked him and he's my victim and I'm a perpetrator and got an order against me. Like he would do that. And then I wouldn't, my kids and I wouldn't be safe because he'd have an order and all this power and control and, or he would have, he would have gone a full assault charge. So when you're being stalked, it's, it's the constant, even if like there were times I did block on everything because it was too much, but that's when I was opening myself and my children to cop it at the home and not have any clue when he was about to turn up at least with that contact, albeit very abusive. And honestly, it, it, it affects you. When someone's tearing you to pieces constantly all day, like you're at work and I have like an Apple Watch and it vibrates or something, I'll look at it and it'll be like, oh, your patients think you're shit. What do you think you're even doing? Like why are you even bothering trying to be a nurse? People laugh at you. And, think, and you think, oh, this person's just saying that. But at the same time, it's being said to you and then that plus the one you'll get in another half hour plus the one five minutes after that plus another subject and any it wears you away because each one you've got to dismiss and sometimes they're supporting like he's trying to use like supporting information he's trying to like use other people's names and just make up things and throw other people under the bus with it or he's just trying to do whatever he can to convince you that you are a piece of shit and you are nothing and you're a fa- and you just and I would even stop and say I'd like message and say so if I'm like this horrible horrible psycho person I actually said this in person and on text when I was being treated like this if I'm so bad I'm so unhinged and I'm so unwell and I've got a shit personality and I'm the ugliest fattest horrible person you've ever laid eyes on if I'm all of these things and he'd be going yes yes it's true yes yes I go then why the hell are you stalking me why are you in contact with me why are you trying to be with me he had an answer for everything he said because you need me you need me to teach you what's wrong with you and make you be a better person for real for real and he comes back with comebacks instantly. It's like there's not even a time to think. The evil just flows out of his mouth. <laughs> like on, on the, con- just constantly flows like freaking water out of a waterfall. <laughs> Why are you trying to force me to be in a relationship with you? And it would always be like, you need me. You need me to help you be a better person and not be such a shit person. You need me to tell you, like, I'm the only one that cares about you. Like, I love you so much that I'm willing to tell you that you're a horrible, horrible person and you're ugly and fat and you're useless and you're this and you're that. And you're and you're just like, and, and it's only because I care that I tell you all these, like, I, I can be like that though. Like in real life, in real life, not in a fantasy, what? I can be very, I'm very honest. I don't believe in lying and fakeness and just that whole superficial bullshit. So if I'm in a relationship with someone, I'll be like really real. And if they ask for my opinion, like I tell them, like I keep things very open and honest. 
So I can sometimes have to say things that aren't the most positive um, to people I know and and just just to like be kind, but it comes from love and a, and a kind place. So he's kind of using that theory, but like literally destroying every inch of my soul, like putting every part of me down. Like you think it, it's your aesthetics, like your looks, your weight, your personality, your ability as the career you've chosen, um, everyone around you, picking each person that he knows is around you, family, friends, colleagues, everything, and label like saying their names and saying a story that he believes that they believe you're this and you're that. And I've convinced them that you're this. And they told me that they think this of you. And it's just constant. And then tries to be the savior. And that's what I've actually read that. That's one of the techniques narcissists do is they put you down, put you down, put you down. And then they act like they're the savior who's going to help you. They put the hand out like, oh, I'll help you. I'll help you be a better person. So they, and it's actually a brainwashing technique to sort of tear people down. And I've heard that that's what the defense force uses in basic training is they put you down and then they build you up for queen or used to be queen. Now it's king, king and country to like serve, to have a desire to protect your flag and serve your king and your country. But I'm the only person and isolate you and, and label everyone you know and, and convince them to hate you and convince them to isolate you and then say, I'm it. I'm the only person who cares. I'm the only one you have and I'm the only one that cares enough. And so when he was putting me down in all these texts and everything and, and calling me and threatening me, I knew that a lot of it was like bullshit. But when you're hearing it constantly... It, it, it does, it gets you, you're just exhausted because I had to, I think I was exhausted from constantly assessing the situation and trying to keep me and my kids safe, the constant assessments. And when I did block, it was just constant terror, like when is he coming, when's he coming, what's going on, what's he doing, and then he would start doing things that were extreme. So that is stalking. Stalking feels horrible. Stalking is terrifying and I don't recommend it to anyone. I don't recommend it. It's not something you can really arrange to happen. Uh, but so, and society stopped using stalking in the wrong context. Like, oh my gosh, you're such a stalker that you went on a date with a guy and three days later you texted him. You're such a stalker. Like, I, I get it though. We all joke and stuff and it does have different meanings. Like there's a joke, jokey meaning of, oh, you're a stalker. But the real stalkers are using all evil. Like it's just evil. The things and the techniques and everything they're doing is to destroy you and to tear you to pieces so they can get power and control over you. And it's sick. It's sick. So that's my stalking journey. And then it ended. And how did it end? Because they escalate and escalate till they get what they want. It ended with him being locked in a cell for a very long time. That's the only thing that ended it. He would not leave me alone. I tried many times. Uh, I don't doubt that he convinced people that we were in love and in a relationship. I don't doubt that he has fake accounts and fake numbers or something and he convinces people that I'm messaging him lovely things and I'm this and that. I do not doubt that he set up this whole facade that it was something it wasn't no we were not together after I left him at one stage 
it was just trying to stay safe and stay away and that's when I yeah eventually he nearly killed me so mm, not good times at all so there you go stalking zero out of ten don't recommend but if you're going through it or you know someone going through it hopefully my random notes about what was done to me and make sure that they have no location services on in the phone okay here's another one here's another i know it's gone for ages in the time i i honestly wanted today to be a 20 minute quickie but i go on about things but i feel like just say everything every thought that comes to your head just let it out and be honest and raw and people can take what they want from it and people can just discard what they don't want and it's out there and it's real so there was one time where he came to my house and I uh I don't know how I if I knew he was coming if he'd been like abusing in text or something or I don't know but I no I think I knew he knew I'd be home or something and I was like you know, he was stalking me. He was following, like, he was tracking me. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know why <laughs> I knew he was coming or something. I guessed he would come. I think I guessed he might turn up. And I think it was late at night. And I was like, yeah, probably not going to happen. Yes. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed soon. But I had a couple things to do. And then I heard the car instantly lights off, locked everything, lied on my bed, pretended to be asleep. He's out there banging on my door, banging on my, went around the side, banged on my windows. No doubt would have turned the electricity off, but I had like all the lights off anyway. Uh, but that's probably not good for the fridge. Uh, and probably turned it on just before he left like he used to sometimes to cover his tracks. Uh, and, and just banging on the, and I remember this particular time he had been so unhinged and so scary. And I had, I was just terrified at this point. And I remember just lying in the bed, try not to make a sound, try not to move like he, cause I had a full screen door that was open so he could hear any movement. If I moved my head on the pillow and I remember I was exhausted and I just sat there frozen in fear thinking he's going to get in somehow. Somehow he's going to find a way in and he's banging, knocking and he's talking and he's saying, come on, just let me in. And he's standing right at my bedroom door. Like it's fully like, you know, it's like a screen door and it's locked, but like the glass door is open. So he's just like right there. You can just hear him right there being like, come on, let me in. You got to let me in you're being crazy. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And all this accusing, like there's something wrong with you. If you don't let me in, I'm going to do this. Blah, 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 blah. And just this constant, like I should have, I couldn't film it because I couldn't move because I'm trying to act like I'm asleep. Because if I, even though he probably knew I was acting like I was asleep, if he, if I had been obviously awake, he would have escalated to a louder thing. They kind of match and times a hundred, whatever you're doing. So I thought if I'm dead quiet, I'm giving him nothing. I'm giving him nothing. But he still was, and then he'd go around the side of the house, banging on the other window right next to my head. And just, I was terrified this night because the threats and the constant stalking was ridiculous at this point. And the, like the threats were disgusting and I couldn't call for help because you know why. And Oh, and I just sat there just going, he'll go soon, he'll go soon, he'll go soon. 
And I just lied there. And he sat at that window for hours all night. And I think it was just before the sun came up. He, he left, but he waited. Cause he's like, bitch, if you're going to move, if you're going to get out of your bed, I'm going to come for you and make your life a living hell. So that's another story. So there's a whole bunch of stories about this person and the stalking and what it was like. And it felt terrifying every time you see them. And it is hard to get help. And I went to the police station that day where I was being tracked. And I walked in and said, I want to leave a relationship. I've been trying, but I can't because he manipulated police last time. And I need to know that I can call and get help because I'm trying to get away from this person and they won't let me. And I sat down with an officer and told them everything and they were really helpful, but then they moved and went to another station. And, um, but no, they were really helpful. And they added a little note to my phone number or something when they get calls from my number or where I lived or something. It said, get there fast. And it also said a note about how he could be manipulative or something. I don't know. Like it, it just, I think it said, like, take my story as well because of that what happened in that first situation where they didn't um talk to me or listen to me and stuff so whatever they did it was good because they did what they were supposed to do with protocol they talked to both of us and everything and he got arrested but then he was free because of the justice system they just don't do much and then you know I nearly died but then he went to prison and yeah that's the end so stalking is not fun real genuine stalking I think we use the word too much in society like if you reply to a text too soon uh, people will be like oh you're so stalky or don't stalk me and it's like that's not real stalking like real stalking is sadistic it's evil it's they do a lot to cover up that they're stalking you it's not just replying or a message or saying hey do you want to catch up sometime it's really really dark and really horrible and it's used to intimidate you and bully you into doing what you want they want to control you and it's it's horrible and you can't just say this person's stalking me because of people won't believe you and and unfortunately being a woman you're less believed and then other things come into it and their manipulation and lying. And so it is hard to get help and get out of that situation. And But I can tell you for anyone going through this, if anyone is, that they don't get better. They don't chill out and leave you alone. Well, this one didn't. So just put everything in place to keep yourself safe. Go to authorities when you can. It's It's good to go during the day, sit down with them if they will, and talk to them and say, I want to come up with a plan because I need to get out. And you can go to DV services and they can come up with a plan. And if you show that you were planning, safety planning to leave, it, it also goes in your favor as well to sort of show that you are serious about trying to get away from this person. So do all you can, but be smart about it. Safety assess and um, stay safe. Love you, legends. Bye.